Welcome to the Soil and Stars podcast. This is a podcast about living a meaningful life in all ways. We'll talk about astrology and other wisdom traditions, creativity, natural health, spirituality, and all sorts of practical day-to-day life stuff. I'm your host, Molly Moorhead. on spring equinox of 2023 so that feels kind of auspicious this show is going out in two days so you'll still be in that equinox portal if you listen around that time I feel like it's not just the day you know it's uh, really that whole few days you know and uh, I always like to do at least a little something kind of witchy and I hope if that's something you want then you are making space for that too you know it doesn't have to be anything fancy at all and it and it really doesn't have to be witchy maybe for you it's more meditative or it's more a certain action you like to take but it's nice to make some space to honor these larger rhythms and and the veil is being a little thin um people always say that but I found it to be pretty true uh certain years more than others and uh you know that is actually a whole interesting thing like sometimes that also can relate to feeling anxiety or feeling ungrounded so you know bringing in all the supportive practices that you know help you or that you think might help you uh through that you know whether that's like uh meditation or you know for me like taking a shower honestly is a really big one um and just making space to like transition between activities you know you know you know what works for you to help you stay more Um, more grounded and more settled so definitely inviting that Um, but yeah it's the spring equinox and the little tiny plants are pushing up out of the ground here and it's beautiful today this episode is a shorter interview with uh, Pepe Fierro who's kind of a a local hero here I would say in Lincoln so I'll um, give you a little intro to, um, to him as well um, I think this interview will be just as good for people who are locals and people who aren't. I just really wanted to give him some space to share his story and his mission, so that's so we're doing that. Uh, but I also want to talk just a little bit about the astrology right now. There's not always that much to say, you know? Like, I really didn't want to do, like, a, a astrological forecast show, because there's a lot of them for one thing, and... I'm kind of more interested in observing than predicting or like being present in the moment. Like if anything, I think I would do a show that was like looking backwards at what just has recently happened and how it lined up with the astrology, which I don't know what that says about me, but (laughs) that's a, there you go. But right now there's just some interesting things happening in terms of planets changing signs. Like that's only one thing we look at in astrology, right? There's, you know, a zillion other other things that could be significant. But this month of March 2023, uh, astrologers have just been kind of mentioning, I feel like for, for a year, because there's been so many, there's just so many planets changing signs. And so if there's anything happening that you didn't like, it might, might be changing right now if it didn't already. And I'll just kind of list those off a little bit. So the first thing is just, and this is probably like 
I don't know, not the, this isn't really what we've been focused on, but it's worth mentioning at the jump, is just that it's the Aries ingress, so that's when the sun goes into Aries every year, and that's kind of like, uh, that, that, that's the astrological new year. It's, um, there's a lot of different new years, but there's, uh, there's one of them, so there's a, definitely a, a long tradition of looking at the chart of the Aries ingress to see what's going on. If you're interested in that, you can find stuff kind of anywhere. Um, probably YouTube would be the place to go to see um, some astrologers talking about uh, just their prognostications around what's happening in the in the collective with the Aries ingress. But uh, that happens every year, right? These other things don't happen every year. So uh, the first one that I'm I'm just super curious about is that Pluto's changing signs. That only happens every 15 years you know, in terms of, um, like, there's some retrograding back and forth, like, Pluto's been in, uh, Capricorn since 2008, but in the beginning, there's a little back and forth, and likewise with this, too, like, Pluto will go into Aquarius on the 25th, but then we'll retrograde back into the end of Capricorn again before going full-on Aquarius later, but this is that first dip in to Aquarius and because Pluto spends so much time in each sign, like, we've never experienced a Pluto in Aquarius ever in our lifetimes, and no one has who knew that it was happening, because Pluto was discovered in 1932, and the last time Pluto was in Aquarius was in the 1700s. It was during the French French Revolution, so this is the first time it's happening kind of while we can watch it, so I'm just like, okay, I can think about what Pluto means, I can think about what Aquarius means, like, I can put these puzzle pieces together and get a sense of some of the themes that could come up for that, for, for everyone, but, and also in my own chart, but I'm, like, more just, like, oh my gosh, like, let's, I just want to be in, uh, in reverence and observation to that mystery as it unfolds, uh, like, what a cool thing, <laughs> and that's going to be the case, you know, with all the Pluto, um, sign changes, right? Because Pluto was only discovered in 1932. So yeah, we're just kind of getting to know Pluto really in a lot of ways. Uh, so there's that. And yeah, I mean, that's been my entire adult life. Do you hear that meow? Hi, sweetheart. Hi, baby girl. That's been my entire adult life. Like I was like 22 when Pluto came into Capricorn. So I'm like, okay, it's the only way I I know myself as an adult is Pluto and Capricorn, which is incidentally like, you know, that's on an angle in my chart. I've got a lot of personal planets there. So it's like, this is going to be a whole different thing. Um, The other one, uh, the next one rather is Saturn. And this already happened. Saturn left Aquarius, entered Pisces on the 7th of March, and so probably people have been more paying attention to that if you are kind of like paying attention to if you're having a Saturn return or not, if you're in your um, early 30s and you had Saturn in Aquarius, or in your early 60s and you had Saturn in Aquarius, you've just finished your Saturn return. Uh, If you have Saturn in Pisces natally, you're just starting it, so... I don't know. I'm ready for Saturn and Pisces. I'm excited. I have some thoughts about it. Mostly I'm just excited because it's been a lot of years now of Saturn and signs that he rules. And for me, that's kind of felt uh, oppressive. It's felt like a lot of Saturn, a lot of strong Saturn. And I don't know. I'm like Saturn and Pisces, like 
still Saturn. Love you, Saturn. But, like, oh, like, bring it on. So that'll be three years. Uh, and then Mars is, a, you know, a lot closer to the sun and closer to the Earth, so, like, the orbit's a lot smaller. Sat- uh, sorry, um, Mars normally goes through a zodiac sign in, a, like, a couple months or so. But, like, Mars's speed changes a lot, but we'll just say a couple months. Except when he goes retrograde, which happens, like, every other year, and he spends uh, six months or so in one sign, and that's been the case right now. Mars has been in Gemini for a really long time now, and whatever that's meant for you, I hope you got what you needed, because now... Mars is going into Cancer on the 26th. So just, you know, within a day of Pluto changing signs, Mars is changing signs. So I think we're going to be like, what's happening? (laughs) But uh, Mars is, I like watching Mars transits. I like following them because I feel them really physically oftentimes. And sometimes I don't, but often I do. And... But, like, when I'm not trying to, right? Like, I'm not even paying attention. Then I'm like, why do I feel this way or that way? And then I check. Um, and I'm like, oh, wow. And I can often trace it to uh, the moon or to Mars. But so Mars is in fall in Cancer. Like, that's one of the signs where Mars can't kind of do his usual martial thing. So to me, that really can speak to having to figure out a new way to do it. And... That it can be kind of like uh, low. It can be lower energy. It can be frustration. It can be th- that sort of thing that maybe we would see more negatively. But it doesn't have to be, and it's not always. Like it can also be um, more like exploration and innovation. Like how can Mars, you know, make the most of this watery lunar atmosphere environment of the sign of Cancer? So I'm excited. We'll see. Uh, how it is, and you know, it'll depend a lot on where that is in your chart too. But those are those are the the planets changing signs. Like I don't know, it's kind of like prepare not to be prepared is is my opinion, and stay open. So that's that. As always, the Know Your Chart, Know Yourself workshop is available for download on my website. Twenty five dollars and. My website, I've been redoing, actually. It's mostly done. Like, it's done enough for now that I feel like announcing it. (laughs) You can check out my website if you haven't been there in a while, soilandstars.art. And, yeah, it was really time for a a sprucing up and a changing up, so I've, I've mostly done that. I'm pretty happy with it. And, yeah, of course, you can always book a reading with me for natal or for, if you have a more specific question, you can book a horary um, question as well, which we don't have to do a session for, but um, but we can if you if you want to. So that's it for the astrology stuff. Now I just want to give a little intro to the interview with Pepe. So, like I said, he's a he's a bit of a, a local hero. So if you go to his restaurant all the time for vegetarian burritos, I'm sure that. I'm hearing him tell some of his personal story will be meaningful to you. But for anyone who, you know, maybe you do not live in Lincoln, Nebraska, perhaps, and you will never come here for a vegetarian burrito or something similar, uh, I think it's still good uh, because his story is so interesting and inspiring. 
There's a couple of points in this show that the audio is kind of shitty. He kind of, Pepe's voice kind of sounds like a robot for a second, and I'm sorry for that. That was, I think, maybe an internet connection issue. I only have one mic, so I asked him if he could do it uh, over Zoom, <laughs> even though we live in the same town, uh, you know, and see each other fairly regularly. Uh, so, yeah, there's that funny thing of, like, my internet connection is great and his is a little bit not perfect, but I just really thought it was good enough, and it's it never gets horrible, so that's why I'm sharing it anyway. I think it's totally worth it. I'm not even a vegetarian, but his his food is so good that it, it doesn't really matter. Like, it's so delicious and nourishing and interesting that, uh, you know, I think most people could really enjoy it even if they do eat meat as well. I guess everyone's diets are so specific, so maybe not, maybe not everyone would. Maybe some people are like, nope, I never eat rice and beans at all, so then maybe that's not for you, but it's still a good story because... Um, yeah, his business has been so um, important in the community, he's done so many things, and uh, also, I mean, I just find it all very inspiring, um, and I will just say, I know Pepe, I'll just say a little bit how I know Pepe, because I live in the same town, so I knew him a little bit here and there, but... It really was when he asked me to hang my art show at his restaurant that I got to know him better. Because so I had this art show at the coffee shop where I worked, and I spent a really long time preparing for it, like making a bunch of original work and then getting everything digitized so I could sell postcard books and stickers and prints. And so I, yeah, it was a lot of a lot of stuff. And he had his artist for the next month who was going to hang stuff at um, at his place cancel, and. He likes to have somebody there in general. And so he asked if I would hang the same show at his place. And it was so cool to do because I, you know, I got to see all my art in this totally different environment and it looked really beautiful. And people bought a ton of stickers mostly, <laughs> which which is awesome. I was like desperate to make stickers and have people, have people put them on their stuff. So that happened. Um, but uh, that brought me there a lot more, and I was like, oh my gosh, I love it here. This makes me so happy. And Pepe's kind enough to speak to me in Spanish, and I uh, respond kind of awkwardly in a mix of English and my sort of crappy Spanish. Um, but I appreciate it anyway. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's pretty much... I think that's pretty much it. I'm excited to share... Uh, I'm excited to share this interview, and I hope you really, really enjoy it, and that any locals here, you you know, if you haven't been to his place in a while, that you go, and anyone else, um, you know, just feels, like, excited, and, like, things are possible, and you can just kind of do it, too. I entirely forgot to mention that I give many birth chart readings at Pepe's sometimes, we just don't have one scheduled right now, so that's why it wasn't really on my mind. We've done it twice. It's been really fun and sweet and enjoyable because I just give a reading on the spot for anyone who comes in and wants that. Uh, I've been doing $20 for 20 minutes, and it's just so... Oh, the kitty's back. <laughs> it's just so lovely to connect with usually someone I've never met before, 
and not have any prep time to just really be present in the moment and to give them a reading. So uh, whenever we have one scheduled again, uh, Pepe will always share it on his social media and I share it here and in the newsletter. So that's it. On to the interview with Pepe Fierro. Welcome, Pepe. Thanks so much for coming on the show. I'm so happy that you're here. Thanks for having me. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give a little intro, you know, about you anyway, for people who aren't in Lincoln or whatever, people who maybe are here in Lincoln, but don't know who you are for some bizarre reason. But uh, so we don't have to do like (laughs) basics, basics, but I would love it if you feel comfortable to just talk a little bit about like how you just got, how you initially got started with your restaurant, because feel like now we're all seeing you and everything is like so amazing and it's like you've always been here but obviously that's not the case <laughs> at all <Yeah>. right <laughs> it's a long tangled web of things that happened because i was just passing through lincoln this was not my stop are you I serious passing I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah i came here in 2004 and i was uh working part-time at whiskey creek and my plans were to transfer to Colorado where I could keep pursuing a sustainable architecture like straw bale houses and earth ships and permaculture and things like that. But uh, when I got to Lincoln, uh, you know, I slept in the alleys out here for a while and uh, in the back of my station wagon. And I had a, uh, I discovered the uh, F Street Community Center. And that's where I bought a membership and that's where I take a shower and put on fresh clothes and go to work. Nobody knew. I was coming in speak and span or whatever. But that was 2004. And Lincoln's so great that by 2008, I had my own, my own restaurant, my own little business. Wow. And uh, I figured, who's going to want, you know, vegan, vegetarian, Mexican food in the Midwest? It's like, we'll find out. Everybody. My boss, had the, my boss at the time, he said, it's a great idea. He's like, but he gave me three to four months, five months tops before I shut down. And that was almost 15 years ago. Wow. Yeah. Is there something in there about a bicycle? Is there some story that you have about someone giving you a bike? Oh, yeah. The, um, when I finally did get a little studio apartment over on the, what was it, 12th and F, my car was broken down, undrivable, and I had a hard time getting to it. I found a bike in the trash and eventually I found another bike with rims. So I combined the two. Oh, so and, you did it. Very cool. Yeah. And I took it to uh, the monkey wrench guys when they were downtown, they tuned it up. And I remember back then it was like, I didn't flinch because I didn't know 10 speed tires didn't go on a mountain bike. So they oh. must've seen the desperation on my feet. So they put them on there. They tuned it up to where it would ride. That's why I ride from 12th and F up to uh, 30th and uh, Pine Lake every day. So for those of you who don't live in our town, that's kind of a journey. Yeah, especially the uphill part. I found out quick, but it didn't take long to to get used to that trek. Well, you you were breaking up a little bit. You said, um, what did you say one more time? It didn't take long to get used to it. Yeah, that's what I did from 2004 till basically 2008. By that time, I'd gotten some wheels, 
2008 is when I opened the restaurant. And I was without a vehicle. So then I was riding my bike from 19th and Dakota, which is just past Van Dorn, 19th Dakota to 60th and uh, Havelock. Okay, so that's yeah, I, I remember that location. Yeah, I remember that first location. It was super cute. Yeah. That's not, that's was, also um, very far though. That's quite a distance. Yeah, it was just, just over, just over seven miles each way. So about 15 miles daily. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I did that for a couple of years. Finally sold enough burritos to get a car. Oh my God. But it was out of, it was out of that restaurant that uh, in 2008, or out of that location, that I started doing uh, bike barter Saturdays. I figured that, uh, you know, a few people might take me up on the offer, maybe bring me a bike frame or bike parts or whatever. And then I could take those and fix them up and give them to somebody. Because I was taking my own experience of how I struggled and how a bicycle gave me the freedom and, you know, that I needed and empowered me. So I figured if I could fix up a few bikes and give them away and help out some of the students I'd see walking to college around here in the Everett neighborhood. But what happened was a lot of people took me up on that offer. And so I had to move from one apartment to another with a garage and it just got out of control. And so in 2010, the, uh, the Lincoln Bike Kitchen opened officially. Yes. And, so, yeah. and it'll be 13 years old this year, wow. October 10, 10, 10. Hmm. This one was you know, October 10th, 2010. You know, and uh, like I said, I've been doing it since 2006. To this day, people still bring me bikes to the restaurant. Oh, I'm so, sure. <laughs> yeah, I've got, a, I've got a basement full, so I still clean them up, fix them up, you know, give them out. You, you can just tell who needs a ride around here. Yeah. You know, even even sure. the little kids find out, you know, you fix bikes? I'm like, yeah, I can fix a bike. There's one story in particular. I fixed a little boy's bike that was riding down the sidewalk. His handlebars were loose, and I was worried that he was going to, you know, bust his butt and hurt himself really bad. So I stopped him. Said, "Let me fix your handlebars," and I did. Then I saw he didn't have brakes. So I'll fix that. Oh shit! And he's like, <laughs> "Yeah." And he asked me, "You know how to fix bikes?" I'm like, "Yeah." Oh, can I bring my friend's bike? Can my friends bring, you know, bring his bike? Quarter? I'm like, "Yeah, sure." You know, Sunday it was kind of slow. When he meant my friend's bike, he meant plural. I thought I was going to bring another little boy because I was in the kitchen and I heard tap, 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 tap on the front window of the restaurant. It was like six or seven little dudes in front of the restaurant <laughs> you know, with all busted bikes. And, you know, by that time, my guests are coming in. So I have to go out there and tell them, like, hey, guys, you know, come back tomorrow because I'm busy <laughs> right now. But, you know, I tightened up what I could really quick. They had all these was, janky little bikes, like, like all these little neighborhood <laughs> <laughs> they're out there with broken bikes flat tires and whatnot oh my god yeah. that's amazing great did they, they still come around every now and then did you get a loan or were you did you save up or like if you don't mind sharing for just that initial push of like opening a restaurant no no loan just uh when i opened it originally i was just out driving around in havelock Okay, and I know you gotta believe this part because I was at yard selling. And, uh, <laughs> I'm shocked. <laughs> <laughs> so that building there said uh, garage sale upstairs. I'm like, oh, what? That's cool. I went inside, 
and it was upstairs and I'm looking around and I, the woman that was hosting the cell, she was a, she was a sales rep. So she, uh, she was selling all her books because she sold books and things like that to bookstores. And then there's the front area and I recall it being a coffee shop at one point and I told her, oh, what a cute little place. And I said, too bad it's not for rent. She's like, actually it is. I'm like, well, no, I'm like, I'm broke right now. I'm a part-time waiter and I've got zero money. And she was like, she used her skills. She's like, well, let me at least introduce you to the owner. You know, maybe y'all can work something out. I'm like, all right. So may he rest in peace. You know, she introduced me to John. And John asked me what I was doing. I didn't know what the hell I was planning to do. So just a neat little restaurant, John. Just, you know, something vegetarian, you know. No, no open flame, no grease, nothing like that. He liked the idea. He's like, well, it's this much a month. You know, the bill's paid. And uh, I said, well, I'll let you know by, that was on a Thursday. And I told him I let him know by Monday. But the next day I called him. He's like, yeah, let me sign the lease. So I signed the lease in April. And here's how great and generous this gentleman was to me and always will be. Like, okay, well, you've got a your deposit, but you've got until June to make something happen, or, you know, July. And so he gave me all those months to build my restaurant. So on like Sunday and Monday nights, that's when the, the, the trash was put out, out in the, the Van Dorn area, you know, in Sheridan and all that, you know, kind of like nicer neighborhood. Do you remember that restaurant, Molly? Which How nothing one? matched? The thing? Your, oh, that restaurant? Oh, yeah, 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 but it was all perfect. Like, it was so aesthetically pleasing. Like, you found all that in the trash, right? And then made it all cute. Is that what happened? Yeah, it's nothing matched because that's why every night there'll be a different chair or table. It's like, oh, I need that. I'm going to use that. So I had tables with four different chairs or it looked whatever amazing. the case was. It looked amazing. Like, Thank it you. had I this amazing, homey, really cute vibe. Like, it didn't look ratty. It was all perfect. Yeah. Yeah, so. I mean that's kind of like my style too and though in terms of like how I live my life it's like there's so much stuff in the world I it's been hard for me to think about like buying new furniture you know yeah. ever in my life because I'm like I'm just gonna find something a friend's gonna move into a smaller place and be like do you want my whatever like I just have always gotten furniture um usually like somebody else's cast offs too so <laughs> totally yeah. with yeah. you yeah, and it's hard not to pick stuff up anymore. Oh, gosh. There's two vintage dining chairs on 27th a few days ago. Retro chairs with the red glitter vinyl on it. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, and I drove around the block. It was still there, and I drove by the next day. They were still there. I, I had to leave them because they'd wind up in the basement, you know, with all the other stuff I've got down there. You saw my Have basement. You- have, I just saw the cute part. Um, have you seen the Harry Potter movie with the where they're in the room of requirement and it's like stacks and stacks of crap, you know, like where people don't know what to do with this bureau. So they shove it in this room. It's like the room of requirement. I feel like when my basement gets really bad, I'm like, oh, no, it's turning into the room of requirement. Oh, no, I never thought about it that way. No, I've never seen it. That sounds pretty Probably much what like- I've got here. Yeah, it's what I've got. I have to, like, once a year, so I have to go down there and be like, really, Molly? Really? Like, (laughs) 
So I was like, well, maybe somebody can use this. Exactly. Oh, my God. Wow. So that's such a cool story. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think probably, you know, a lot of your diehard fans already know all of that. But I didn't, partly because I wasn't here for all of it. Like, I moved to California in 2009. So I missed some of that. Yeah. Um, Fun times. So I remember. What was that? Fun times. Yeah. Yeah. Do you... um, Okay, I have a couple I have a couple more questions for you, but like I would love to hear just a little bit more if you would like to share it with, you know, with your people, with the listeners, whoever, like just about kind of like your background or your family or any like family stories that are really meaningful to you. Um, no, gosh. We have to do several podcasts. Oh no, just choose like one or two good, you know. (laughs) I know it's like a lot, right? well, I, will, I will tell you one story in particular. Do uh, you remember MySpace? Of course. Before Facebook? Yeah, I was on there and I was going through music and uh, hit up Lakota music. And so I started listening to it. It was beautiful. I had no idea what the singer was saying. And uh, I emailed him because he had you know thousands upon thousands of fans. I'm like, hey, I don't know what you're saying, you know, forgive me for this, but I love your music. And uh, I thought, well, that's that, you know, he's probably got thousands of emails. He wrote back. He's like, well, thank you very much, Pepito, because that was my handle, Pepito, instead of just Pepe. He's like, thank you very much. And so that was that. And uh, I would say maybe six months later, emailed me and he said, Pepito, how are you? Hope you're doing well. Take care of your tribe. I'm like, what is what? I thought this guy takes some on a reservation or something. And I thought that was nice. Like, what tribe is he talking about? Well, I figured out what my tribe was, is my community. You know. And I was like, to this day, I wish I could find him and thank you for those, for those encouraging words. You know, I, mm-hmm. I totally get it now. I totally get the message that you sent. You know, take care of your tribe and our tribe is our community mm-hmm. and we take care of each other. So, yeah. so that's one mm-hmm. story. <laughs> I like that. It's beautiful. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Where, <laughs> where are you from originally though? Cause it, you're, you're not from Lincoln. No, no. <laughs> Texas? Sorry. I get that question a lot. Um, no, you just, I just already, from, it's a fact. I know you're not from Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Alpine, Texas. It's about 80 miles okay. from the border. Okay, Beautiful gotcha, desert gotcha. country. Oh, uh, I bet it's Big Bend country. We should all do a road trip one day when my food truck isn't being used as a food truck. We'll turn it into a camper or something. But <laughs> just look it up sometime. Uh, Big Bend National Park. Those are, mm-hmm. I'm sure and, it's beautiful. Uh, I love the desert. Oh, wow. It's yeah. And when it rains, the minerals from the ground just it does something. You can smell it. It's just beautiful. Just you know, the minerals coming up through the air and you breathe it in. You know, the mountains changing colors in the mornings. Oranges, two yellows, two reds, just depending on what you know, which angle you're looking at it. You know, seeing the uh, you know, the giant jackrabbits off in the distance. You know, the 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 red racer snakes 
which are beautiful. You see them out along the roads. It looks like a, a beautiful reddish pink ribbon kind of just flung them you know, along the road, but the red razors. You know, the swarms of tarantulas when uh, when it rains, they get washed out of the burrows and it looks like the roads are shimmering, but it's just thousands upon thousands of tarantulas just kind of just crossing the road trying to find, you know, they're migrating. And just oh my you know, God, the stories that's like absolutely frightening. <laughs> no, you can pick them up and you know, depends how you hold <laughs> yeah, they're not up. aggressive. I just that's like nightmare <laughs> fuel right there. Like the thousands and thousands of tarantula crossing the road. <laughs> Yeah, I just think when you go, you can witness that. Oh my God. Or if you hear a thud in, the, in your hotel room, that sounds like a tennis ball, you know, it's a trash that just fell off the ceiling. Oh, no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are there lizards there? Like really beautiful lizards? There's the, uh, oh gosh, the one that I remember, the, the mountain boomer, when it runs, it, it runs on its hind legs. Looks like a, a person running. Yeah. That's insane. And, uh, you know, the, the, yeah, the Gila monsters, you know, so many. The, the horn toad. I think that one's gone extinct or it is extinct, but we used to catch them as okay. kids. Mm. It's a beautiful little lizard. Mm. Yeah. I was just, you know, in the Yucatan, yeah. like I just got back and there were iguanas everywhere and they just, don't give a shit about you. Like it was so cool. They're just sitting oh, yeah. there, you know, like you can walk right by them. They're like, whatever. <laughs> it reinvigorated yeah, my throw life. Me an orange. What was that? Yeah, kind of like the squirrels around here. Kind of like the squirrels around here. They just feed me, you know, throw them an orange or a cracker, whatever <laughs> the case is. Yeah. Do you remember that time we were sitting in your restaurant and we saw the squirrel eat the hot pepper? Oh gosh, yes. When it started wiping its mouth because it was on yeah. fire. Yeah. It wouldn't stop eating the peppers. Yeah. You had like really yeah. spicy ones out there. Oh my God. <laughs> I did. I'm so ever... sorry for it, but they kept eating them. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. not like you did anything. Um, oh, my mic just turned off. That's weird. I wonder if, um, I wonder if. I can still hear you. You can still hear me. Okay, so something's happening. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So the let's see. Well, so the theme for this podcast, um, you know, I'm mostly an astrologer, but I was sort of sitting down to be like, well, what is the thing that the the through line underneath that with all the other things I'm interested in? Because I would get bored talking about just one thing. Like I love astrology so much, but I don't want to have a podcast that's just about astrology. Um as much as I want to talk about that too. But what it really is about for me is about living a meaningful life. Mm -hmm. And that's like why I like things like astrology, because they help me make sense of the world and kind of like bring up sometimes like more questions than answers, which I like, but so I'm, I'm curious, like, I just want to ask you, and there doesn't have to be any sort of like actual right answer, but like, what is giving you a sense of meaning uh, and kind of magic in your life these days? Uh, a sense of meaning. Well, I love, am I doing the right thing with this restaurant? Am I doing the right thing by letting go of my dreams? With, you know, what I was doing as far as uh, 
architecture and permaculture thing. But with the restaurant, that all ties in together anyways. And it's given me meaning because the restaurant is a, is a tool for me to be able to help people, you know, not just myself. It's allowed me to, to do many fundraisers over the years. It's allowed me to uh, host different artists and musicians, you know, to give them a leg up, you know, because seeing their smile, seeing their happiness, it comes back to me somehow. And so, yeah. yeah. Mm. It, it just, it's been, like, you know, I've been offered different locations in Lincoln. Like, you should come out here. It's a much better location, blah, blah. Screw them. This, I appreciate the offers, but I'm not going out there to some cookie cutter, brand new neighborhood with this little uh, mixed building with residential retail downstairs kind of thing. You know, those tall, big, boxy buildings are being built all over Lincoln. They're mostly sitting empty. Yeah, yeah those. Places like <laughs> yeah. But no, no. I'm, I'm fine. It, it allows me to, to hopefully plant the seeds into their minds. You know, hopefully that's something they carry with them and, until their adulthood. And yeah. I feel like you being in that neighborhood has been really good. That's how it feels to me. Like I lived in the neighborhood, like you could see my old apartment from your restaurant. It's just like kitty corner. And it actually was like that neighborhood in general, I think is perfectly fine. But like the particular place where I lived was actually like pretty scary. Like I had some kind of bad experiences there and ended up moving mm-hmm. a couple blocks away. I just literally like three blocks away and I was perfectly oh, fine. <laughs> but yeah. uh, that one building and right there was like, oh, yeah. And like, yeah, some violent stuff. Um, and I feel like mm-hmm. ever since like you came in and there's some other people there now, it has a really different vibe that doesn't feel it doesn't feel like someone's coming in from the outside and trying to make it like fancy or something. It's like something that mm-hmm. actually is useful and, and joyful for people. Yeah, there. Uh, I mean, I've enjoyed it. When I moved here, there were no lights out here. It was pit. Well, you probably oh, remember no. from living in the. Remember how dark it was? I mean, it was. I'd get out here at 11 30, 1 o'clock in the morning. I was afraid to walk across the street to get into my truck or whatever. Oh, yeah. I was followed home before. Yeah, it was fine. But yeah, <laughs> it was dark. Yeah. And thank goodness to social media, I was able to kind of tag a few people here and there that were kind of responsible for maybe helping to get some lights in. Mm-hmm. On it fairly quickly. The same, same with the parking. The parking used to be horrible. So I moved here in 2004. The parking out here, I remember, had six foot, I mean, a six inch, six to eight inch potholes. And when I moved in to open my business, those potholes were still there. Oh my so God. Again, you know, I did a little social media magic and it got taken care of. So that's great. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> this all that all reminds me so much of where I lived in in California too we were like we would joke we're like I don't think it's like this anymore but we're like in Oakland we don't actually fill potholes we just circle them you know because I would drive around Uh, and it was like all these giant 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 potholes like not little ones like really big ones and they would just be circled and I'm like okay (laughs) careful out there I think people circle circle those potholes and kind of make it look like something 
kind of gross. And then the city, you know, oh. start to get attention to the city. And then just split up. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I wanted to just ask you one more question, which is um, what's bringing you joy lately? Um, lately. Oh, goodness. Well, or you can say if you're like, this is not something like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm, no, tired. I'm kind of excited. Yeah, I'm kind of excited because uh, I did purchase a, a little truck over the summer and it's been in the shop all winter. And they just called me about a week and a half ago and they said it's almost ready. But the uh, mechanic part of it is almost up to $5,000. But so that's what I'm working so extra, so much extra. So that food truck is going to be, yes, it's going to be an extension of my restaurant. But you've heard the term burrito emergency, like what I'm talking about, Venmo. Yeah, of course. Not. But this is going to be my burrito emergency truck. So I'll be using it, yes, to make money, but also there's a lot of things that happen in Lincoln where people are because they don't have enough rent or perhaps. Somebody's finally, they've busted their ass in high school. They need to get to college, but they need that extra couple of funds. Anyways, I'll use that truck to go out there, burritos, and whoever, whatever person or whatever uh, organization might need that their extra money, they'll get 50% of whatever I'll make that day. So that's why it's called cool. burrito. Yeah. So I'm, okay. I'm really happy about this though. That's so exciting. So when do you think it'll be ready? I do. Oh, they told me it's going to be ready in a week and a half. Oh, my God. And so of those 5000 I've got like $800 saved up. So I'll be here. I'll be here tomorrow slinging burritos. Oh, like you're open extra. Yeah, I'll be doing just burritos. I'll be working by myself because... I've got to save the money on labor to, to yeah, doing that. Oh my gosh. I do have an amazing, I have a new amazing coworker. Her name is Marty. She's been amazing. And as well as my grandnephew, Kyle, he's worked okay. for me off and on since he was eight, since he was, since I first opened and he's amazing. He works here on Saturdays. Cool. And, and, and Marty works here Wednesday through, uh, Wednesday through Friday. And Pepe works on Sundays by himself. Him for the next few weeks will yeah. you um do you have any links or anything we'll get i'll get your info for to put in the show notes um but is there anything special for like that burrito emergency vehicle that you you know that you want to share um in terms of people just knowing what's going on with it or should they just follow you on socials oh yeah they can follow me on social media okay so there's a handful of people that said I should do a GoFundMe, but you know, I really don't want to do that. I would rather just cook for people and raise money that way. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. It's it's a lot of work to to manage like a crowdfunding thing too. Like it's like you have this other way that you can just you just make burritos and sell them and there you go, right? So that's what it's <laughs> gonna to be too. Just burritos and cucumber lemonade. Oh, that's the best. That is the yeah. best. Um 
Uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. Is there anything that I've missed that you want to talk about or like share, share with the world mm-hmm. while, while we're here, knowing that this, this is a new podcast, so not a million people will hear it, but we're on our way. <laughs> well, I'll brag about the restaurant just a little bit more, if that's Please. okay. Uh, so, you know, but I've been sourcing from local farmers for the ingredients during harvest season since 2008. Uh, another thing about the restaurant, I don't deep fry or microwave anything. So it's oh, a, cool. you know, yeah, it's a simple menu. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. yeah, you don't. People ask me, why do you buy bagged organic chips? I'm like, because I don't deep fry anything, you know? And uh, it's like, yeah, it kind of sucks. You know, I can just recycle that plastic that came in. Um, I do have an herb garden in the back of the restaurant that I grow stuff in every year. And also, I'll be looking for volunteers this year. A uh, food is free project in the alley. Where I'm putting up uh, raised beds for people to eat for free. So there'll be uh, tomatoes and uh, peppers back there. Cool. Yeah, I thought about doing squash, and lettuce, but I think tomatoes and peppers is something simple. Everybody can eat it, you know. From bell peppers to hot peppers, tomatoes of different varieties, but those will be up and down the alley next to the restaurant for anybody that wants to eat for free. It's there. Just That's add awesome. water when you can. You know, the um, I don't know if I'm a trendsetter or maybe just like you said, things start in California, and then they just come this way. When I opened Pepe's, I was the only vegan vegetarian Mexican restaurant in, in Nebraska that I know of. If you look around right now, yeah, if you look around right now, vegan burritos, vegan nachos, vegan blah, 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 being put on the menus, vegan tacos, like, yeah, that's cool. You know, it's kind Mm -hmm. of a compliment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. One thing I like. It's interesting. I mean, just because like, I think it really has opened a lot of people's minds and palates and, and everything. Like I love coming to your restaurant for all sorts of reasons, but like, I'm not a vegetarian, but it's not like I feel like I need to eat meat at every single meal and your food is so good. It's like, and it's stuff that I wouldn't always think of putting together, you know, like I remember yeah, well. you do like sweet potato or squash, like like quesadillas. Like that was like a huge mm-hmm. deal. They didn't have any cheese in them. It was like mashed sweet potato or something. And that was such a big deal. Everyone was talking about it. <laughs> yeah, the sweet potato quesadilla. Yeah, that had, it was the sweet, the sweet potatoes from Shadowbrook Farm with uh, cooked beans, uh, sauteed sweet pepper, Vidalia onion, jalapeno, seasoning just all blended together back then i was using also had the option of doing rice tortillas to make them completely gluten-free but uh things break so easily oh they do they're kind of little assholes (laughs) i was like when you flip to fold it over it's like it's like oh great it's crunch wrap now so whatever Uh yeah the menu changes constantly um, I mean, you've seen it change. It, it can change every two weeks, or it could change three times in a week. It just all depends how much caffeine I've had, <laughs> which I'm not supposed to have. 
but that, you know, it works. Yeah. It's a little hard to let go of that one, I think. Yeah. So, mm. oh my gosh, thank you so much for sharing your story um, and coming on the show. Um, I'm going to- What's an honor? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to stop. What was that? Go ahead. Okay. But it's always a pleasure talking to you. And I'll yeah, see you when you come too. around again. You too. Alrighty. All right, that's it. Thank you so much for listening to the Soil and Stars podcast. Any relevant links will be in the episode description on your podcast player. So that includes the link to my website, soilandstars.art, where you can purchase the Know Your Chart, Know Yourself workshop for beginners. And uh, what else? You can also book an astrology reading there. And I'll include the link to the Patreon page. Uh, which I'm so excited about because I am hoping to be able to pay someone else to do the editing uh, for this and also to get another microphone. So like fingers crossed, that's those are my dreams and goals right now. So thanks so much for being a part of it. Share it with your friends if you are moved and until then, until next time, be well.